Sports should give us a getaway from all the crap in the world. Early on when I began this podcast, I mentioned this as one of the reasons that I love sports. It brings everybody together. It unifies one another. You go to a sporting event to cheer on your team to victory. Everyone is there for one common goal and one common purpose. It doesn't matter if you voted for Trump, for Hillary, for your mom. No, you're there to cheer on your team to victory and everybody is unified. But now, politics have penetrated the sports arena, most recently in the National Football League. And I'm going to talk about what we can do as a society to see both sides and to see if we can help one another and once again get that unity back in sports today on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boo! What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Game Time Guru. I'm your host, Shane Larson. And if you're listening to this on Facebook, please take the 30 seconds out of your day and go over to either iTunes or Google Play Music. If you have an iPhone or an Android, go to iTunes or Google Play Music and subscribe to the podcast. A couple reasons. One, it's more convenient to listen to it because you can speed up the sound if you want to listen to it quicker. Um, You can listen to it at your own convenience because you can stop it and play it whenever you want. And the sound is not as distorted on those platforms. I noticed that uh, Facebook, the sound is a little bit distorted when I'm listening to it there. So if you want clear sound, uh, what it really sounds like, please go to iTunes or Google Play Music, even Stitcher. You can do that. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast. And if you have an iPhone and you have iTunes, please leave me a review. Uh, give me the the rating and then possibly just a like a quick sentence on what you think uh, of the podcast because it actually helps me out um, by getting me more reviews on iTunes. So, what a crazy week in the football world! All right, this past Sunday we saw multiple NFL teams participating in what we would call a protest. You know, some players kneeling for the national anthem, some you know raising their arm in the air. Um, you know, this issue, quote unquote, became pretty heavy after Donald Trump, President Trump, um, had a speech in Alabama, and he basically was calling the protesters out, stating that they were being disrespectful to the flag and to the country by kneeling during the national anthem. And he called for the owners to, or he encouraged the owners to, uh, quote unquote, fire. Uh, I won't go into detail, but fire those who were protesting, essentially. And so we saw a lot more um players, a lot more teams participating in these quote-unquote protests uh, following his remarks. You know, we saw the Steelers remain in the locker room. We saw saw a lot of players standing and locking arms during the national anthem. Um, I'm not here to state who's wrong and who's right. I'm not. I'm not here to say which side of the political spectrum needs to check themselves or whatever, you know. I'm not here to talk that, but I'm not here to talk about that, but I want to basically give you some personal experiences and from where, where I'm coming from and maybe provide a, a solution or, or something and, and encourage us all as a, as a society to come to a common ground. Now, what's funny is we need to find a medium here. It's in anything political we need to find a medium and especially in this, this world, the sports world, because there's so many people watching um, especially, you know, that's why the NFL is using that platform because they have so many people watching and whether or not, you know, you hear all the, the, the people saying, well, I'm going to stop watching the NFL. I'm done watching the NFL. Well, you know, quite honestly, <laughs> those are the same people that we keep hearing week in and week out still commenting on the protesters, which means that they're still watching something. So 
I mean, people are watching and that's why they're doing it. And what's crazy is we need to find a medium. And I thought that Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys did that. I want to touch base on this before we get into anything else. And Jerry Jones decided to, you know, his, his whole thing was he was adamant that his team would stand during the national anthem or they would not be part of the Dallas Cowboys organization following. It didn't matter who they were. And so he came out, he held a meeting for his entire team, the organization players, everyone, and he stated that. He said, we will stand for the national anthem. And what what was crazy is it totally took me by surprise how he still came out and knelt with his players and locked arms, the entire organization, coaches and Jerry Jones in the middle, locked arms with his players, knelt down, and then when the national anthem began, um, he stood for the flag and stood for the anthem and made sure the entire team did it. So he found a way to still support the players if anyone had those feelings and wanted to become, you know, wanted to participate in those protests, he found a way to support them, but also make sure that he was, you know, giving the respect to the flag by standing for the national anthem. I thought that was incredible. Uh, in fact, like I was completely taken off by it because I uh, was I was taken off guard by it because I wasn't expecting it at all. I thought he was going to be one of those that was just hardcore. I didn't see it coming. That's all I got to say. It kind of blindsided me, and I thought it was a really unique way to do things. And I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was bad at all. I thought he found a medium. The What I find a problem with, though, is I've still heard many people, many people bashing on Jerry Jones for what he did because they don't think that what he did was right. This is my problem is can he do anything right then? Because you guys didn't want him kneeling for the national anthem. He didn't do that. He stood for it and his entire team did. They listened to him because he did what, you know, he he played both sides. He made sure he showed them support and he showed the country support. So why are we bashing him? He's not kneeling for the national anthem, so stop bashing him. Obviously, kneeling for the national anthem wasn't the problem to begin with. That's that's just apparent for those who are still complaining about Jerry Jones, right? So that just proves that kneeling for the national anthem and that protest wasn't the problem. So I just think that we need to find a medium. I thought Jerry Jones took the first step in doing so. And uh, in order to find a medium, though, we've got to find a common ground. I want to take you through an experience in my life. This is this is where I'm going to get a little personal, and I kind of want you guys to just listen and kind of see where I'm coming from. Now, this is since last January, so it's almost been a year, I made a personal goal. I made a personal goal, and I was going to do some self-reflecting. Uh, that was a goal that I made in January because I was going into my final semester at school. I had just had shoulder surgery, and I had a lot of things that I wanted to to start in my life. One of those things was this podcast. It gave me a, a platform to speak my mind about sports, get the things out in the open, and kind of take myself down, you know, prepare myself for a career later on where maybe I'll be able to, to speak about these things. It just, I had a couple things I wanted to do, but um, I noticed that like, you know, to my close friends and, and those who really know me, um, I'm a pretty, I would say I'm very conservative and I have a history of being pretty vocal about that. Uh, my viewpoints have been vocalized and sometimes in the wrong locations, whether it be school or work. And oftentimes in school, I'd, I'd get frustrated because I found myself uh, going, what I would say, against the grain with what seemed like a very liberal push from students and professors. And and I'm not trying to get into a major political argument. I'm just trying to give you a background of where I'm coming from, right? But like every argument at school, especially last year, uh, as my final year of college, it seemed like it was a political battle because we were right in the middle of the elections. And it was also right when Kaepernick started his protest. So, I mean, there were, all, there were a lot of discussions and a lot of arguments going on last year. And I was very vocal about that. Um, but I decided 
that I didn't want to do that because what I saw was, including myself, I was making a lot of arguments based on emotion. Um, I was saying things and making statements based on emotion, and I wanted to be different. I wanted to educate myself, study, come to my own conclusions on what I thought was right rather than looking at the media. And so, although my viewpoints, they're still considered conservative, believe it or not, like uh, people at work will still tell you, like, I'm very, very conservative and I, and I still vocalize it, but I believe my approach to situations such as these protests is a much different approach than it was before. You know, I chose to find a common ground with the individuals who are participating in these protests. And while it's not race, because I'm a white male in America, I still believe I can find a small piece of common ground through religion. And I'll explain. This is where I'm going to get personal. So for my entire life, I've been questioned, you know, scrutinized, made fun of for my religion. It happens. You know, people didn't didn't understand and they, they still don't understand why I believe the way I do. Why I spent two years of my life in Brazil teaching people what I believed. Why I don't drink. Why I don't smoke. Why I think the way I think. Many times, guys, people would assume that I was doing all this stuff and I was following this religion because those before me, my parents, my church leaders told me to, right? They assumed that. I've heard so many hateful things be said to me as well as other members of the church, including family members that follow that same religion because of it, just because of the religion. It's not easy to deal with, but to me, I know what I know. And to those that truly know me, when I know something, I'll stand for it. And that's what I've done many times in my life. I stand for what I believe regardless if people understand me or not. Because to me, it's important. So whether or not I agree with the actions of the players in the protests, you know, I try to find the reason behind it. You know, I can assume all day long that, that, that they're doing it for one reason or the other. And, but, but I don't know. You know, people are saying, hey, they're doing it be just because their friends are. Now they're, do, they're not doing it because they're trying to help with the racial divide. They're doing it just to get back at Donald Trump or vice versa, all this stuff. But we don't know. So I have to try to put myself in their position. Howie Long actually said it great the other day. He said he teaches his kids to put themselves in other people's shoes all the time. Because it is such a hard thing. The, the crazy thing about being human beings is we're blessed as human beings. We get to create our own opinions. And nobody will think the same. Nobody will think the exact same. Everybody gets to form their opinions, but everyone has different lives. They, they're coming from different angles. It's good to put yourself in their shoes to at least see if you can see where they're coming from. While it might be hard to still agree with them, it's good to see where they're coming from. So I encourage us all to find, you know, to, to, to at least, you know, reach out and try to find out what the reason is behind the protests. I think some of these protesters, some of these players, these athletes in the NFL, they probably need to do a little bit better job of expressing what they're actually protesting. Because honestly, I mean, we we don't know, and some of us are still trying to find out. Some of us have good intentions, and I see people trying to find out what they're actually protesting. Because to Kaepernick, he straight up said he was protesting the flag and the country that oppresses, you know, you know the the minorities. And there's a quote on it, and I won't I won't be able to quote it right now because I don't have it pulled up. But Kaepernick did state that he was he wouldn't stand for a flag for a country. So he mentioned flag and country in his statement. So I know that Kaepernick did that, but I don't think every other player that's protesting is is specifically nobody has actually called out the flag or the country um, in in regards to that. So I would like them to express it a little bit more verbally, like make it more you know simplistic for us to understand. What are you protesting? Once we understand what their their protest is for, 
we need to do something about it. We should all acknowledge that. Whether we agree with them or not, we should at least acknowledge what they're protesting, that we understand what they're protesting, okay? They're using sports as a platform to get out to people. And whether or not you like it, their voices have been heard. If their goal was to to make this, you know, like get their voices out and stir up discussion, oh, they sure as heck did that. Um, and that discussion could be, hey, it's such garbage that they're kneeling for the national anthem. They should be fired. Or, hey, I totally agree with what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. They've stirred up the discussion. We did exactly what they wanted if that's the case. So... As a society, we've done it. But here's the thing. It's causing a problem, though, because now the fans are beginning to kind of feel that tension. And it hasn't affected anything on the field yet, which is awesome. That's why the fans are still there at this point. You'll lose a few fans here and there, and that's fine, right? Who cares when the fans start leaving? I would actually, I've always said this. I would actually have, I'd rather have a, a stadium full of like half full with amazing fans that truly enjoy the game. Right, you don't care what their beliefs are, their religion, their their uh, their political stance. You don't care. You just want to watch them play football. You you care about them as an athlete, right? As an entertainer. So people like me, like a true fan, will stay at the games. Simple as that, right? They're going to stay at the games. They're going to watch them. I'd rather have that than a full stadium with people that are there for the social aspect. So, anyways, if we lose a few fans here and there, that's fine. But what I would do is I'd encourage us all to try to understand what their points are. And acknowledge those. And then, here's the thing. We need to get back to the game. And we'll reference football. We've got to get back to the game of football. And here's how we can do it. We want to make it a safe haven for those people to come come out and get away from all those things. Those political issues. Those those issues that divide us as a, as a people. Um, we take a page out of the college football playbook. Here's what I mean. The NFL mandates that both teams are present for the national anthem. That said, college football does not. Check it out. At Boise State football games, the band is playing the national anthem. The teams are nowhere to be found. They don't come out until after because the band will play the national anthem. They'll have the flag up there. The, the fans stand for it. And then they kind of form together and, and do their, their fight song. And everybody makes the tunnel for the players to run out. They do that. They... They create that uh, environment, and, and the players aren't out there. Part of it has to do with the media, okay? The media doesn't have to be – like, the media doesn't have the same rights to the college players as they do in the professional level, obviously. Like, they don't have open locker room policies where they can just go in and interview the players in the, in the locker room like they can in the NFL and this and that. And I'm going to get to that point of the media here in a little bit. I think the media is just as much to blame as anybody else, and I'll explain why, but not right now. I think – that the players should not be mandated to come out for the national anthem. That was a rule that was put in place a couple of years back. And I don't say that out of disrespect. Trust me, I'm as American as it gets. I'm as American as it gets. Like I said, I will be very vocal about that. I have two uncles that served in the military, one that went to Iraq, okay? And I'm very close to him. So I'm, I'm and I, <laughs> I had a picture of him. I wore an American flag tie while I was in Brazil. I was very vocal and very patriotic. I made sure I showed people that I love the country. I love America. I believe it has good intentions. This is where we're supposed to be. It's the best country in the world, but there are things that need to change. That doesn't mean, just because I say the things need to change doesn't mean I don't believe in what America stands for. I think we have a lot to work on, but so does everybody else. So anyways, I love America, but... So when I say that the players should stay in the locker room, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be patriotic and I'm not trying to be disrespectful towards the national anthem. 
But here's the thing. I'm not trying to be insensitive, but I'm just stating now their voices have been heard and nobody's getting fired like Trump was encouraging. And, you know, the uproar's begun, but everyone has heard him. Now, this last week, it's it's been all over. Now that we're aware of the frustrations and, and such, let's find a solution. If you can If you can put them in the locker room and allow them to stand or sit or kneel, whatever they're going to do in the locker room together, then we don't have to deal with it. Um, we don't have to deal with the backlash and we can just focus on watching the game. What the problem is, what, what the problem is, is the media is, you know, they're, they're showing, they're broadcasting the national anthem for the NFL games and they're doing so because they know what's coming you know, they, they know what's going to happen and they continue to do it because they know that the, the uproar is going to happen and their ratings are going to go up because everybody wants to watch the news to see what's going on. Um, in the NF or sorry, in the, in the college football realm, NCAA doesn't show the national anthem. Like they don't broadcast the national anthem with the players out there. A lot of it has to do with their media deals they have with different networks and such. And they just, they broadcast it. They have a deadline for when they need to kick off and all this stuff, like for like the kickoff times and whatnot. So I say we take a page out of the college football playbook. It also would allow the teams to be unified. Cause the issue that we run into is when you when you have these players, and that's why I love Jerry Jones' approach, because he did it together. Everyone did it together. Like the ones who wanted to stand, they all stood in unity. The ones who wanted to kneel, they all they all knelt in unity. They do it together. In the locker room, if you're all together and you can kneel or you can stand, but you're together, you're still a team. And that's that teamwork, that unity that we're trying to preach. And that can be shown and displayed on the field during the actual entertainment aspect of the whole entire thing, right? During that that play, so like that the the quote unquote play on the stage. Um, when they perform, you can tell when they have that good unity. And you can kind of see it. Uh, Mike Tomlin tried that, right? He tried it. Mike Tomlin from the Steelers, he tried to have his team stay in the locker room. Well, Villanueva who I understand he served in, in the military and went to Iraq. He came out and uh, he was the only one from the team that stood for the national anthem. But you can already see, even though it's not a major issue yet, but you can already see how it could, it's already starting to cause that, you know, that tension in the locker room because he came out the next day and apologized stating that he threw his, he felt like he threw his teammates under the bus because it, it almost showed like they weren't supporting him. And he said that that's quite the opposite. It's completely different than that. It's not like that at all. And the fact that he even had to apologize and explain himself is already showing that it's it's starting to have that potential division in the locker room. So if everybody just stays in the locker room and the media doesn't broadcast the national anthem for the NFL, then I think we don't have a problem. I mean, I think as adults, we should all understand if they're doing what, maybe they'll protest it in the locker room, but nobody gets to see it. Who cares? But the thing is, I'm saying that because now their voices have been heard, right? I'm not saying like they shouldn't be allowed to come out and protest, but now they've protested. We get it. It's up to us now to move forward. We need to realize once we find out what the issue is, that we actually need to make a change in this country. We do. We need to make a change. Um, There is a racial divide. And I can honestly say, like, if I sat here and said I haven't contributed to that racial divide, I'd be lying. Just with, like, the the ignorant comments I've made in the past, even if I'm joking, right? I'm not trying to, like, say I'm a terrible person, but 
I'm just as guilty as the next person for saying some stupid things from time to time that maybe I didn't mean and, and stuff, but I'm part of it. So for me to say there's not a racial divide is complete hypocrisy. There is, and and, and much more so in, in other areas of the country than Idaho, okay? So it's time for us to make a change. The thing is, I don't, and the reason I say they should go in the locker room now that their voices are heard, I'm not trying to say shut them in there in a dungeon. The reason is, is because I don't feel that the, sorry, I don't think that them kneeling for the national anthem or protesting it, that physical action, it's not going to make, it's not going to make the solution that they're looking for. If they're, if they're looking to help in the communities, kneeling for the national anthem isn't going to help in the communities because they're at a football game, right? So, but now that their voices are heard, we can all come together and help with their solution. The problem is, and I want to get back to the media, is the media only portrays the bad. The media has an agenda. And and even in the sports world, man, like that's just how it is. ESPN has an agenda, right? CBS Sports has an agenda. Fox Sports News has an agenda. Just like everything in the political world has an agenda. Fox News, CNN, everybody, they have an agenda. They will post on there what they want you to see. And unfortunately, as a society, we have become so you know, adapt to that. We, we focus on that and we turn to the media for our, you know, just specifically for the news, those, those rather than like making our own educated decisions. And I'm guilty of it too. And what bothers me though, is that the media never portrays them in a good light when it comes to the protests. All we're seeing is the protests. And when I say, Hey, we need to physically do something to change it. Now I want to go over a few things to show you what these athletes are actually doing off the field that never get shown on TV. The media never broadcasts this. So I'm going to go through a few things that I've been that I've been looking at the last couple of days, okay? So, you guys know Michael Bennett, he's part of the protesters. Michael Bennett from the uh, Seattle Seahawks. He was known as one of the protesters, right? Okay. So Michael Bennett has a as a charity um, and he's donating endorsement money to, to his charity to rebuild minority communities. He's also taking 50% of his jersey sale proceeds and putting it towards the same thing. So Michael Bennett is actually physically doing something to try to help the situation. Okay? Um, and Damakung Sue, the one who played in Nebraska, then went to the Lions, now is on the, the Dolphins. He has the Sioux Foundation where there's many different things that he's working on, different foundations that he put together to give back to the community, many different ones. He's he's given people backpacks, uh, like uh, lower-privileged um, children that don't have money for backpacks. He's helping them get stuff to go to school. He's rebuilding communities, helping put these things together, and his whole entire um, whole entire idea behind it is to help these kids get a better education and live better lives. The Because a lot of the times, these minority communities, like these you know, underprivileged communities, they, you know, they have that stereotypical, like they just follow after each other into that deep, dark path. And that's where we see a lot of the violence and a lot of the the issues that, that are coming around. Um, so their idea is to rebuild those and create better situations, more stable environments for these kids. I want to talk about LeBron James. Now, while, while LeBron James, I don't, I don't condone his, his, you know, the way he speaks about the president of the United States, like him or not, the president of the United States, you've got to respect the individual, right? Like they're the president of the United States. You can, I just don't think that you, you should be calling the president a bum 
I, I don't believe that's a good way about, you know, going about it. Um, but so LeBron James speaking about the president, I think there are some things he should uh, approach differently, but that's just my opinion. That's the great thing about being, you know, in this world is, and being human beings is we all have our opinions. I just, I don't necessarily condone that, but I do think LeBron and his actions outside of that, um, he's helped a lot of communities and a lot of, um, a lot of kids. So do you guys remember the, the decision? What a lot of people don't realize is the decision when he decided to go to Miami and he held that whole entire thing for the Boys and Girls Club, like the little broadcast, that helped raise $3 million, okay? $3 million for charity. But the media doesn't show that. The media doesn't focus on that, I should say. They might show it and you might see that come across somewhere, but what they focus on was LeBron made a decision and he broadcasted his whole thing to the world and it's such a, he he was the villain and, oh, he left Cleveland and, and all that. But reality sets in. LeBron was physically doing something to help. Colin Kaepernick, the one who is known as the pioneer for the protests in regards to what they're doing right now. Colin Kaepernick, on uh, it, he has a page set up called Kaepernick7.com, and he had the $1 million pledge. So he's out. Uh, he set out with the goal to get $1 million to help oppressed communities. He's at 800000 I think he's actually almost at 900000 right now. Uh, donating, so he's already out there trying to get his name going and uh, and helping these oppressed communities. The same thing that they're well, from what I believe, was what they're trying to protest, like the inequalities and, and all this stuff and this racial divide. They're still helping those communities, trying to do their part to help these these people in these communities have better lives. Larry Fitzgerald, the one and only uh, from the Arizona Cardinals. The First Down Fund is what he started. Helping kids in different communities have the ability to participate in sports. It gives them activities to do to help them grow. So, like, keeping them participating in sports and, and active because he believes that sports are a unifying, you know, a unifying event. So, he's trying to get these kids to learn teamwork, stay active and healthy, um, and keep them out of trouble. So, Larry Fitzgerald is doing his part by creating the First Down Fund. Malcolm Jenkins, okay, he's one of the, that's been known to be in part of these protests in the last four weeks. The Malcolm Jenkins Foundation, uh, and I'll just read this straight from the website. The Malcolm Jenkins Foundation is committed to youth development in underserved communities through programs and initiatives that emphasize education, character development, leadership, life skills, health, and recreation. Okay, so Malcolm Jenkins has his foundation. He's already doing his physical part, donating, helping the kids out, okay? We don't see that in the media. We just see him protesting. Marshawn Lynch, ladies and gentlemen, beast mode, all right? Fam First Fam so Fam First Family Foundation. Okay. I'll read this from the website. We created Fam First Family Foundation in 2006 with the official forming in March of 2011 to improve the lives of children by mentoring them on the importance of education, literacy and self-esteem. Fam First was launched by Joshua Johnson, quarterback of the New York Giants and Marshawn Lynch, running back of the Oakland Raiders who have overcome a significant amount of adversity to become the men they are today. Prior to becoming NFL athletes, giving back to the community and helping underprivileged youth succeed has always been a passion for both Joshua and Marshawn. All right. So Marshawn Lynch has his charities that he's trying to 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 help. The, the Fam First Family Foundation. And then Jeremy Lane from the Seattle Seahawks was also donating and helping with the Friends of Yates, um, the Friends of Yates situation which is actually to help with domestic violence and he's helping with uh those women that get um caught up in those domestic violence situations since domestic violence has been pretty big in the sports world 
lately. Um, he's actually giving back to all that and helping market towards that whole aspect, right? He's helping that. They're bringing awareness to all those things. I would like to, I would challenge you guys to, to kind of do a little bit of a, a self-check right now. Um, in regards to all those guys I just mentioned right there, I, mean, I bet a couple of you knew some of those names and what their charities were and what they were trying to do. But honestly, after looking back at it, these players, these NFL athletes, they really are more than just, you know, entertainers. They really are. They are helping these communities. Some people say, oh, they're so privileged because they got, you know, $16 million just to throw a football, which is, you know, that's an amazing amount of money for you to be able to play a, a sport. But uh, they are giving back to their communities. They are trying to make a difference. And I'm just wondering, I'm not saying one way or the other, but maybe, just maybe, they didn't get the the publicity that they wanted. Uh, maybe the change that isn't happening from their their physical contributions and the things that they're doing. Maybe they're not seeing the change, so maybe that's why they took it to another level where it would stir up a little controversy where they knew people would be watching. Either way, they got people talking. All right, They've got people talking. And what I would love to see is for us all to do something about it. Let's all step together. Let's learn something from the athletes that they've taught us going like if way back is we need to be unified. Teamwork. Togetherness. That that's what it is. Nothing is done on your own. Let's all rally behind them. Let's all rally behind them. The same way we should rally behind the leader of the country, we should rally behind these sport sports like uh, the, the athletes from these major sports because we love them. That's what makes America great. Is we have these sports that people love to watch and they're fun and entertaining. Let's rally behind each other. Let's find a way to create a solution rather than everybody bickering about who should do what and how they should do it. I say they've made their voices heard. Let them take a play out of the college football playbook. Let them stay in the locker room if they want to protest, but only if we keep our side of it and we try to find a solution. Let's physically do something. Let's stop listening to the media for everything. Let's stop going there for all of our answers. Let's try to do a little bit of self-reflection. Let's try to find our own answers. Let's try to think about what we think is right as individuals. Let's create our own opinions because the media is getting what they want. They want the discussion. They want that hatred. They want all of that because what that means is ratings, 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 ratings. Even if the NFL ratings drop, the the news ratings go up because everyone's watching and everyone's happy. So they they create this controversy that's, you know, completely unnecessary. So let's take the lessons from sports and realize that we're all together in this. It's us. Let's do it. Let's make a stand. Sports bring people together. So let's work to find a common ground and once again, become unified. I'll talk to you next week.